This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon. This is Earth Matters on the Bigger Picture. I'm Julia Jacobs. Earlier this May, the Forest Stewardship Council, or the FSC, officially accepted a complaint against Malaysian timber company Samling, which was filed by civil society groups last October. Now, the FSC has accepted the complaint after determining there was quote unquote sufficient evidence regarding violations of FSC policies, and the council has said that it will open a case into alleged illegal logging, violations of traditional and human rights destruction of high conservation value forests and significant conversion of forests as grounds for dissociation. So in June 2021, the same timber company filed a lawsuit against Malaysian NGO Save Rivers and its directors for publishing allegedly defamatory statements as part of its Stop the Chop campaign. Today, the case has been postponed for times. So how are these two incidents linked? What is happening over in Sarawak? Joining me today is Jetty Word. She's the director of the Bonio Project. She's going to help unpack it all for us. Welcome, Jetty. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me, Juliet. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much uh, for joining me today, Jetty. So um, I think, you know, it's, there's a lot there to unpack, Jetty. So maybe we can start sort of, uh, I guess, you know, just to explain first, you know, the work that the Borneo Project does uh, and how you work with Save Rivers, you know, in what capacity you work with them. Sure. So the Borneo Project is a U.S.-based NGO, and we've been supporting Indigenous-led land rights campaigns in Sarawak for over 30 years. And so that has meant very different things over the years. We're a small NGO and we're responding to the needs on the ground. Um, and with Save Rivers, most recently, we've been working with them on the Stop the Chop campaign in the Baram area to support communities who have been resisting logging, um, as well as on Indigenous-led forest protection measures. Okay. All right. So, so you guys have had a long relationship together. And um, so that kind of brings us to, I guess, you know, I want to talk about the lawsuit first, right? Let's try and tackle mm-hmm. this chronologically. So uh, let's go back to 2021, right? When Samling filed the suit in, I believe, the Miri High Court, that was in June 2021, against Save Rivers and its directors. Uh, what can you tell us about this particular lawsuit? Sure. So going back uh, a few years before that, communities in Sarawak, specifically in the bottom area, but also other areas, um, got notice that uh, there was some logging on their territories that they hadn't really been notified about. And a lot of these concessions were certified by the Malaysian Timber Certification Scheme, uh, MTCS. Um, and they were operated by Sam Ling. Um, these communities were confused about the process. A lot of them hadn't heard that their land was under concessions. They wanted more information. Some of them didn't want any of the logging. Um, and so they began to inquire and try to stop the logging at times. Um, this led to a lot of back and forth and letters to Sam Ling, the Forest Department, MTCC, which is the body that oversees MTCS. And at some point, they asked Save Rivers to get involved on their behalf because the the process was so confusing to navigate. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Save Rivers responded by supporting them and helping them write letters again to Sam Ling and MTCS and the Forest Department. When nothing happened, Save Rivers started publishing what was going on uh, through press releases and on their website. And these press releases are now the subject of the defamation lawsuit. 
Okay, all right. And, you know, for Samling's part, right, from what I can gather from uh, from news reports, they have said this regarding the case, right, that, uh, and I'm quoting here, Samling exercised great restraint in this matter by waiting until the one-year statutory limitation period ap applicable in Sarawak for defamation was about to expire before filing our defamation suit. Uh, they also said that they endeavoured to find an amicable solution by reaching out personally to Save Rivers and Director Peter Kalang before the commencement of the legal action. But they say that efforts were not reciprocated. Maybe you can share your thoughts on that matter. Sure. So my thought is that their efforts to reach out to Peter Kalang uh, were actually quite inappropriate and insufficient to really the serious matter at hand. You know, I don't think that sending a personal a WhatsApp message asking to meet for coffee is an appropriate response to years of community inquiry and formal letters sent. Um, and also, it's more about the process being open with communities. It's not just about Peter Kalang. It's about this entire process being open and transparent. Um, furthermore, we were actually, Save Rivers was in discussion with the MTCC about organizing a stakeholder meeting to bring all people to the table, Sam Ling, the community, Save Rivers. So there was a stakeholder dialogue planned, um, and the defamation suit essentially derailed that process. It, it put an end to that stakeholder conversation. So I would think that if Sam Ling really was interested in, in um, properly going, uh, properly addressing what they had been um, what the communities had been accusing them of, they would turn to the communities, they would engage in that stakeholder process, and they wouldn't turn around to sue a local advocacy organization, uh, which is really a rare thing to do in Sarawak. All right. And so um, so that's where we are. And we can you also explain, uh, so we know that it's being described as a slap case, right? So a strategic litigation yes. against public participation. Uh, before we talk about anything else, maybe you can just help explain what that is. Absolutely. So it's part of Save River's defense that this is a slap suit, strategic litigation against public participation, and it's specifically designed to silence Save Rivers. So this is not designed uh, to come up with an amicable solution. This is designed to stop local opposition to their operations and to really quash any resistance that they're experiencing. Okay, all right. And what is it that Samling are asking for or what are they seeking uh, through this lawsuit exactly? They're seeking damages, I think, to the to 5 million ringgit, which is 45 times the budget, the annual budget of Save Rivers. And they're also suing the directors personally. So the four directors would also personally go bankrupt. Um, it, they're also seeking an injunction to stop Save Rivers from speaking against Samling. Um, and they're basically trying to silence um, the organization. Okay. And I do know that uh, there are many organizations who, I think there's a, the number is about 160, right, who have actually signed the letter describing the suit as a, as a slap case. Uh, and what is it, what are some of the actions that have been taken by, you know, uh, organizations to uh, further show that this might perhaps actually be a slap case, a slap sure. suit? Sure. So um, there are, as you mentioned, over 160 Malaysian NGOs and global NGOs have signed a letter to Sam Ling asking them to drop the suit, 
classifying it as a slap suit. Um, there's also, I think, over 25,000 emails right now sent to Sam Ling asking them to drop the suit from around the world. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of backing, not just in Malaysia, but internationally. Um, I think, as I mentioned, you know, this is, I believe, the first time that a timber company is trying to sue local advocacy organizations. And so this is this is really a serious matter. If they are able to get away with this, this sets a very um, uh, unfortunate and and scary precedent for what companies can do to activists in Sarawak. Okay, which now brings us to, um, I guess, you know, what we were talking about, uh, what I mentioned in the introduction, which is the FSC has officially accepted a complaint against Samling, right? And that was filed uh, in re- last October uh, by civil society groups, and I believe in relation to this case and, and some of, the, uh, I mean, in relation, but, you know, there's a lot of other uh, matters as well. Can you help elaborate on that, uh, on what you guys, on what the civil society groups uh, filed last October with the FSC? Sure. So this was after quite a process of filing multiple complaints over many years. So first, communities lodged a complaint with the MTCC directly. This was before Sam Ling filed the defamation suit. Um, And the defamation suit essentially uh, prevented that from moving forward. It's been pending for two years now. Um, So then in the meantime, logging was continuing to happen without the consent of the communities. So um, we the communities and Save Rivers turned instead to PEFC, which is the program for the endorsement of forest certification. It's the body that um, endorses the MTCS. And PEFC essentially deferred just to MTCC directly and said, well, you know, case is pending can't do anything. Um, So, you know, this really set up the communities for disappointment after disappointment. They did not know where to turn to. Meanwhile, they were still experiencing logging. Um, And so we came up with the idea of approaching the FSC. And while the concessions that are under dispute right now are not FSC certified, Samling does hold two chain of custody certificates from the FSC. And because they're associated with FSC, we can still file a policy of association complaint with them. Um, And this was about the lack of free prior and informed consent that is happening. Um, You know, communities learning about something afterwards is not prior. Communities are not giving their consent. A lot of the time it's not free either. Um, so this really forms the back the backbone of the of the complaint to FSC, and they found sufficient sufficient evidence to take it forward. Okay, so what happens? Uh, what happens there? I mean, do can you explain, or do you know what exactly the process will be when the FSC uh, launched this particular investigation into uh, the timber company? Sure. So there's a few different paths that it could take. Um, One option is actually mediation between all of the parties, and this is only if the communities uh, would agree to it. So if the communities agree and if Samling wants to, there could be a mediation process. If that's not a possible trajectory, then they will open an investigation into Samling, starting with the evidence that's been provided to them. And um, just going back to the lawsuit, right, I do know that I think as of last week, it, it was postponed again, isn't it? And that if I'm not mistaken, it's the fourth time that the uh, the case has been uh, postponed in the High Court, in the High Court of Miri, right? Uh, what does that actually, you know, what does that mean for, for an organization like Save Rivers? 
Well, it really increases a lot of different costs. Uh, the longer this lawsuit drags on, the well, they're silenced in the process. They can't speak out against Samling. That's also the reason I'm speaking to you today instead of Save Rivers. Um, they have a lot of financial costs of the lawyers, a lot of pressure on their time, the time spent preparing for all of this. So, you know, if this really is indeed a slap suit, as we very much believe it is, a classic case of a slap suit, this is kind of the point of it all, is to uh, drag this on indefinitely uh, while it drains the resources of communities and, and uh, advocacy organizations on the ground. And as you mentioned also, that we'll, we'll just see the continuation of logging activities in the uh, in the areas, isn't it, that we are talking about? Exactly, exactly. So communities are really worried because they've been fighting this for years. I mean, really, there's been resistance to logging in Sarawak for decades. But in this particular issue, they've been trying to get answers for years. They've been trying to secure their land away from the timber companies for years. And while this lawsuit is pending, the lo the logs are continuing to leave the forest. Okay. And how, you know, for anyone unfamiliar with the area or the sort of scale at which this is happening, can you sort of, I mean, you, you, you're there, you understand what's happening. Can you share what's actually happening on the ground? Sure. So uh, one of the concession areas is, uh, the, the main one under dispute is about 150, well, it depends on which maps you're looking at. It's between 140 and 150,000 hectares. So it's a very large area. Um, it uh, has primarily Penan and Kenya and Kayan living, uh, communities living in the area. Some of them are okay with logging. A lot of them are not. Um, and they really have not been appropriately consulted for extraction of timber on their lands. Um, so this is a really contentious issue in the area. Um, and it's it's a problem that communities have been looking to solve for a really long time. And I can hear anyone now asking, how do you know that they did not give their their, uh, their consent? You know, so have you been actually doing uh, work on the ground, consulting with the uh, with the local indigenous people there? Yes, exactly. So we are in these communities. We hear what the people have to say. Um, and also, you can just see from the impact assessment reports themselves that they did not do a good job. Um, even the auditor, Sirim, flagged in their auditing report that communities did not know and did not sufficiently understand um, anything about the concession area. Um, I know one person, for example, who uh, he was named as a person on the uh the CRC, so the Community Resource Committee, it's it's basically the they set up a body to interact between Samling and the community. So so these representatives are supposed to be one way of getting consent from the communities, one way of managing any disputes or or conflicts that come up. He was named as part of the committee. He had no clue. He didn't no no one had ever told him he was part of the committee and and he doesn't know how his name showed up on there. So, you know, there's a lot of confusion on the ground. Um, I also saw from one audit report that they interviewed only 55 people during the audit and the social impact assessment. Um, this is in an area that has an estimated population of over 11,000 people. So, you know, consulting 55 people, largely a homogenous group, almost entirely men over 55, that's not how you properly consult communities. 
Okay. All right. So so here we are now uh, with the, uh, I guess, you know, the lawsuit in the Miri High Court still pending, but also now we have the FSC investigation pending. Um, what would you like or what, what help would be most useful for, uh, for Save Rivers uh, at this current point? Well, from the international community, I think continuing to let Sam Ling know um, that, you know, the, it's really about their international reputation. People are watching what's happening and they have an opportunity here. They can drop the lawsuit. They can be at the forefront of change in this industry in Sarawak. And that's what we really need right now. You know, I look at what's happening in Sarawak and I I recently read the the new IPCC report, the International Panel and so the Climate Change Report that just came out. And it is imperative to stop deforestation and to reverse it if we are going to survive as a human species. So, you know, I, I'm choosing to look at this as an opportunity to change from business as usual. Um, and I really hope that the Sam Ling family, you know, the, the Yaw family, I hope that they think about that. They think about their descendants. They think about their grandkids and their great grandkids. And they they know uh, what they can do in, in this future. So and besides that, there's letters. There's a there's a link on our website where you can send letters to Sam Ling. You can like and share all of our media posts. Um, and there's a petition as well. OK, and folks can just sign that. Uh, yeah. And just to show their support as well. Right. Exactly. Okay. And I guess, you know, um, any last message, perhaps, uh, uh, Jetty, that you'd like to leave us with, maybe with regard to uh, the importance of free prior and informed consent, you know, we talk about, you know, we have all these wonderful conferences, and we have all these companies, you know, attending them, talking about, you know, the, the need to uh, listen to Indigenous communities, you know, they are the, the guardians of, you know, our natural resources, things like that. Yeah, any sort of message you'd like to leave us with, with regard to actually uh, listening and following that? that yeah, advice? sure. So, um, we were just at the IAIA, the International Association for Impact Assessment Conferences that was held in Kuching um, earlier this month. And I was able to learn a lot about what's happening around the world, uh, particularly in Canada with First Nations communities there. The assessment processes are so much uh, further down the road than they are in Malaysia, let's say. Um, so we have in Sarawak a tremendous opportunity to improve here. Um, and I wonder sometimes if part of that really does require a lot of capacity building and training on what free prior and informed consent actually means. I think that companies and consultants sometimes think that they're doing it, but they're not. You know, Communities don't understand what consultants are doing when they get to the communities. Uh, they're confused about why they're there. They're there for a few minutes and then they they leave. Um, communities in Canada are consulted for years, um, a, a very different circumstance. Um, and so there's a great opportunity to get better in Sarawak overall. Okay. All right. Jetty, thank you so much uh, for joining me today. I was speaking to Jetty Wood, the director of the Borneo Project. If you'd like to find out more about uh, the work that the Borneo Project does, you just need to head to their website. That's borneoproject.org. If you'd like to find out more about Save Rivers, their website is saverivers.org. Uh, do go and sign that petition if you are inclined to. Uh, and yeah, let's let's hope for a, a positive outcome for everybody uh, in this situation. Uh, so let's see what happens there. Uh, if you missed any part of our conversation today, you can always search for the podcast podcast at bfm.my slash earth. You can also find it on the BFM app. This has been Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. 
You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.